Do you have a great idea for a podcast but don't know where to start? You need to know about Anchor.fm. Anchor has created tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Add songs from Spotify directly to your episodes. The possibilities are endless for what you can create, whether it's music analysis, your own radio show, or something the world's never heard before. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so we can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more podcast platforms. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Best of all, it's completely free. So take the first step. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Hello and welcome, everyone. We are here at last. We have made it to the magnum opus. Yeah, the butterfly of Mariah's career. Yeah, we're doing our butterfly saga finally. Yes, I know. Everybody's excited. I'm excited. Yes, yes, yes. Here we go, guys. I know, right? Here we are. Years in the making for us. It really has. Mm -hmm. It really has. And everybody's been waiting. But this is the perfect timing. Twenty years, a perfect round number to look back on this. Mm -hmm. Um, This monumental career. Yeah. Achievement I for know. Mariah. And it hasn't gone away because you look at um, recent performances, there's always a butterfly moment in there. Oh, yes, of course. Mm-hmm. It's going to be with her for her, you forever. know. Forever. Till she it's, dies. Yeah. It's legendary. Yes, yes. So yes. I'm Dan Enriquez. I'm Martin Burgess. And this is... The Mariah Report presents, I guess. Butterfly Magnum Opus. Yeah, 20 years. Yeah. I'm so excited. Obviously, we we have to talk just a moment about uh, looking in. Yes, that um, most of you have just listened to probably. Yep, and sort of segue that into the first time we see Mariah again after you know after that moment, which is Honey. Yeah. Well, so in the previous episode, we're talking about how you know looking in really sounds like a, a funeral song, a death song, a lament. Um, a requiem to Mariah Carey as we know her. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Turtleneck, big, long, black leather coat, curly hair, oh Mariah. Oh, my God, yes, yes. <laughs> has gone. She, she's been put to bed, put to sleep. Yeah, and she uh, broke out of the cocoon yeah. with Butterfly in 1997. Yeah, so, since, so from looking in on Daydream until now, I guess two years have passed. Yeah, about that. Um, and she went on a little tour for the Daydream album. Yeah. Still the old Mariah, though. Right. Still as the old Mariah. Again, mm-hmm. when when she was putting Looking In, I don't know if Mariah knew when that transition was going to be made. I don't know if she felt this was the time, but she knew that it was coming. Mm-hmm. This transitional moment, mm-hmm. this transitional album um, would eventually come. Mm-hmm. Um, and it did, which was Butterfly. But she was still in in the mold mm-hmm. uh, that they had molded her to mm-hmm. up until about the summer of of 97 after she officially announced the divorce mm-hmm. that to me is sort of where the butterfly era begins mm-hmm. so you know mariah went on tour she got back at the end of 96 and then you know that's when she left she fled the mansion Mm-hmm. And nobody knew it. 
there were all these rumors and all these things, but like, you know, in, in those days, the tabloids were just like a new rumor a day. So right. you'd like, it's like, what do you believe? I didn't believe any of it until I read in People magazine uh-huh. that they had officially separated. Really? And I remember because my mom brought it home. Oh, yeah. Yes, I didn't know. <laughs> I had no idea. Because there's, no there's, there's no internet. There's like no Twitter that lets no you know trending. instantly. Yeah. No, my mom brought home the People magazine and she's like, <gasps> Mariah's getting a divorce. I said, what <laughs> snatched it out of her hands <laughs> and I flung all open all the pages and sure enough there it was and I just was glued to it I was like <gasps> Oh my God, what's to come? What's to come? And I think the picture that they had used of her and Tommy was like a, like, you know, like a, I don't know what, what it was from like some gala where she had worn something, blah, blah, blah. I can't imagine. I can't remember what it was from, but it was like this, where she wore a a gold satin long dress and a little crop top shirt with spaghetti straps. Uh And like, you could tell that she hated him in the picture and Uh he had no idea what was going on. And Uh it was just so scandalous. Uh And I had no idea what, what, what was to come like that, what that summer, cause that was in May of nineteen ninety. Hmm. So she was gearing up to finish the album Butterfly and she was ready to let it go. But I had no idea. I had no idea. Hmm. Yeah. So that whole summer and then like then I remember when she went to the Fresh Air Fund Gala, which had to be in like June or July. And she had those straight cut bangs that we see in the Butterfly video. Yeah. And I'm like, why does she have bangs like that? That's so strange. It's so weird. But. Then I'm like, oh, she must have been filming the butterfly video. Ah. Um, so she was filming all these videos that summer, probably. And uh-huh. then obviously filming Honey. And I was like, oh, my God, I had no idea what was to come. Wow. Yeah. And then I know MTV was doing the big buildup to Mariah's new new video coming. Uh-huh. Because right. it was like summer break. Yeah. It was summertime. And then it like debuted in like August or something. I can't remember exactly when. But I was glued to that TV and waiting for it. Waiting for it. Did you have any... See, I didn't follow... I wasn't following her in real time in those days. Mm-hmm. Um, did you have any inclination there was a divorce coming? Like, you know, when Nick and her were divorcing, we, we sort kind of, of had felt a feeling. It. And especially when the album came out, we we're like, oh, we're getting divorced. No questions oh, yeah, about we knew, it. Oh, we, oh honey. Uh-huh. I don't, well, here's the thing. So in 1997, I was 15 years old. Right. Um, Maybe so you weren't so tuned. I probably wasn't tuned into those types of things. Mm-hmm. Like if it wasn't, like back in those days, it was, you know, you got all your gossip from the magazines, the magazines or Entertainment Tonight. Yeah. So there weren't really many rumors about anything. I mean, there were rumors, but like nothing that was like believable. Right. You know, and obviously Mariah had left the mansion. She left pretty much as soon as she got back from the tour. Yeah. Um, so that whole like early 1997, I don't recall anything. I had no, I was shocked. I was shocked. Yeah. I'm sure Tommy had a, a good way of, um, keeping things out of the tabloids. Oh, of course. Of course. I mean, I think, the whole announcing of the divorce was planned very strategically because they knew they didn't want to tarnish Mariah's image. Mm-hmm. So they waited months, mm-hmm. months. They I, Everything was publicity, marketing, the whole announcing of the divorce, the whole thing where they said they're not getting a divorce. They are just separating. Mm-hmm. They didn't officially get divorced until 1998. Right. So they were just officially separated. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And, 
you know, then all the divorce and then Mariah out on the town. Those were the rumors swirling around for that summer. But again, it's just like, I don't believe any of these things because I don't know. I just never believed those things. Mm. So I had no, I had no idea. But again, I was young, so maybe I wasn't picking up the the cues. Right, right, right. Yeah. Interesting. It was a fascinating time. I I remember looking at that. I can picture it in my mind, grabbing that People magazine and looking at it and being like... (gasps) What is going on? Really? I can't believe it. See, I wasn't following her like that, but my first memory of like Honey existing and the Butterfly album existing, um, we had the morning video shows in Australia, Uh video hits, and it's like, you know, the countdown and you wait for like the number one song, you know, you catch up on what's hot. And so I remember eating, sitting on the carpet in front of the TV, eating my cereal, (laughs) like watching the video hits. And then they did a... Right before the number one song came on, they always plug something new. Uh-huh. So they had like the making of Honey, like a small version of it, and probably debuting debuting the the video clip as well. Right, right. But they showed all the like the little the little acting scenes and her like jumping off the balcony into uh-huh. the pool and yeah. all that stuff. I just remember thinking, wow, that's really cool. And like taking off the, I remember her taking off the um the, the uh, dress mm-hmm. into the James Bond um bikini thing which was so amazing oh no i was transfixed i was like wow that's really cool it's eye-catching yeah you know it was trend-setting even yes yes you know what i mean and the gucci Um, pumps swimming oh it was all it was all it's still iconic to this day Mm -hmm. i i think i remember them doing the promos on mtv of like oh the premiere the premiere of the video the premiere of the video yeah i can't what i think is I can't remember specifically, but I, I think the video was the first time I heard the song as well. Oh, right. Like, I don't think they had sent it to radio ahead of time. I don't think. Yeah. If they did, I, I wasn't. And I, those were the days where I was still listening to the radio. Yeah. So I think the Honey video, Lambs, correct me if I'm wrong, was the first time we, we'd ever heard the song. Right. So it was like all at once. Sort of like what they do nowadays. Yeah. You know, you drop the song in the video right at the same time. Boom, there you go. Yeah. Um, But I remember... That the the commentator, there's like a, a Australian, I think a woman was like voiceover doing the voiceover for it. Uh huh. I remember there was talk of it being saying, you know, it's very people are wondering if the video is about her her current divorce situation. Right, she's jumping right, out of the mansion, right. and that man is Tommy. She's and, shedding her, her cocoon, like, uh-huh, her yes, image yes, yes. in the pool. It's all like you know uh, a baptismal type of moment. Yes, yeah. All of that kind of stuff. Yes, yes. I remember. So I remember that conversation happening. I I very specific, specifically remember those things as well. Um, and she talks about them. I'd like for instance on Oprah, yeah, when she did that the day the album was released, um, and she and but here okay, so let's be real. That video is totally about Tommy Mottola, obviously, and she is she can lie, lie and deny all she wants, but she knows damn right well, girl. We all know, well, we all know, and it's okay. I know it is okay. Yeah, but that's Mar- what Mariah does. Because look at the obsessed video. That's not about Eminem, right? Like, right, right, right. Uh, obviously, it see, is. but but here's the thing: when it comes to the whole Honey video, I think Tommy and the record label were obviously all on board with that, and they were yeah. going to obviously use that as a promotional item yeah. to get people talking. Of course, I think it was. I, I, I'm not saying you know, like, oh, Mariah, how dare she do? No, the whole no. label, everybody was involved. Everybody knew what was going on yes. it was all part of the marketing ploy yes, yes. to get people talking and uh-huh. it did it worked it did it worked song debuted at number one yeah come on uh-huh 
the only woman to have three songs debut at number one. Just saying. <laughs> Just saying. Um. <clears throat> so, yeah, the video. Amazing. And that was the first time we have ever had heard anything. Oh. I remember seeing, yeah. like, but here, back to, like, Entertainment Tonight and those gossip news shows, I remember seeing the making of, like, they were doing, like, the not the making of, because that, like, in like behind the scenes. It's behind the scenes. Yeah. Uh-huh. I remember that and her being on the jet ski and all of that. I was yes. like, oh, my God, I was so, and I remember the, the, the close-up of the shoe always being shown. Yes, yes. And I was like, oh, my God, I can't wait. And when I saw this video, heard this song, I was addicted. Well, here's the thing. Addicted. Yeah, this Moment like this video, this song, this is the butterfly cracked out of the cocoon. Yes, here it is. Absolutely, old Mariah that you loved and got to know is gone. Yes, and you know this is like this is like an upbeat. Yes. It's up tempo. It's a bop. The dress is short. The uh, honey, there's not even a dress. <laughs> I don't. It's kind of a belt. Got, yeah. she has just like those thick belt. That's yeah. what that is. <laughs> yeah. But I loved it. I loved her imaging. I loved the hair. But the maybe I've great. just always been prone to those types of things. So mm-hmm. to me, at 15 years old, little gay boy, mm-hmm. I I was sold. It wasn't but, shocking. Wasn't but shocking. I would, I could imagine if, you know, in 1990, I was 20 years old mm-hmm. and then I'm 27 by the time Butterfly comes, I could be like, what the fuck? What the fuck's going on? Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I think some of those older generation fans um, who were older when she first came out were very shocked. Oh, I wasn't. Sure. Yeah. I was not at all because I was like. Yes, sign my ass up. I right. love this. This is the Mariah I want to see. Yeah. I want Diva. I want high glam. Yes. Because I, I, I want a show. I right. want that. I want the hair flowing everywhere. Well, yeah, I can imagine now that you say that, if you're 20 years old and you and you signed up a debut up into Daydream, she's still quite conservative and you can idolize her and be like, in quotes, be like Mariah, mm-hmm. dress like however she was dressing. Right, and right. She wasn't um, unattainable. But now all of a sudden, you're old, you're 27, probably almost 30, or right. in your early 30s. You're probably about to get married, have a kid or two. Or had kids. Right, exactly. exactly. How the hell am I going to get into a short skirt and have big hair? Right, it becomes almost like an un- unrelatable type of thing. Exactly. For certain people. Yes. Not everybody. Right. But you know what I mean? Yeah. If certain people of certain generations yeah. and ages, that's just how it goes. And you can see um, how, if you did follow her from debut to daydream, and see her be conservative for so long, you would go, she's lost her mind. She has lost her mind. Yeah. So I, and that's why at the time I could understand, I could not really understand why everybody was freaking out. But obviously now that I'm older and I've seen like 27 years of her career, yeah. uh, I now understand why people were freaking out. But at the time I was like, y'all are crazy. Uh-huh. Y'all are just, y'all are just Something crazy. Wrong with you. Y'all yeah. need to get out of church. Yes. Get some fresh air. Yeah. <laughs> Let the woman get in the water, please. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's that, but I was, I was loving it. And I think honey is an iconic thing. I was actually watching the honey music video with some friends of mine the other day. I sort of made them watch it. Yeah. Um, and I was like, guys, do you know, this is 20 years old. They're not really big Mariah fans. They know the song obviously, but they're like, what? Like that seems like, it seems still current. Yeah. Like you could watch that video still now and be thoroughly entertained. Right. It's not dated. It's not dated at all. Uh-huh. I, it's, it's amazing. The whole concept behind it. Just so, so well done. Mm-hmm. So we have like the James Bond theme going on. We have like chasings and all of these blah, 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 blah. Yeah. Hot guys. It's so great. And then what I was also blown away by was Mariah 
trying to fool us into thinking that she could dance. Yes. She really did that. Yeah, I was like, Mariah could dance. Janet Jackson what? <laughs> Janet Jackson who? Mariah got this. Oh, little did I know that sh- that was all trickery. Right. <laughs> well, she's doing the, the best with what she got. Absolutely. And I think it's cute and amazing. But I was just like... I mean, if I took some professional dance lessons, I probably would maximum peak... Um, right dancing there would be that exactly, the honey, yeah. honey dancing. I know, I know, but it's all cute because she was really trying. Because I yeah. think she was really feeling it. Of she course, was feeling it. She was trying her best, and it worked. It worked in the video. She did a lot of live performances where she would do the full honey dance, yes. and it was it was pretty good back in the day. Yeah, there was one that she did overseas where she wore like the white tube top and and tiny little skirt, and she really got into it. Okay, that one that I forget where it's. I think it was like top of the pops or something. I think it might have been, but that one she actually was really because they had some good like camera movements mm-hmm, that kind of like mm-hmm. flowed as well. Yeah, so I really so that was worked. believing that. I she really did her best into tricking us. Yeah, little did we know, but that's okay because it's all in the fun of things it's all in the fun of course but that was part of like the the reborn mariah in her mind she probably just never had the i bet i bet if she was dancing from 18 years old when she first started she probably would have got something happening some kind of groove maybe but she just never was allowed some to dance. people just don't have rhythm Martin. there's that i know there's that <laughs> she would have like found something different though like this was the first time she could, could like bust out a move, really. True, true. It's the first time we saw any sort of like choreographed dance moves. Mm-hmm. And that to me was like big. Because even big. fantasy, it still was. She was still just standing no, there. she's just standing there bopping. Dancing, knee dancing, yeah. yeah. And th- th- let me tell you though, I did not know how to dance yeah. until I saw Mariah. And I'm like, okay, I just bop my knees. Yes. That's where I start. That's and, like, then, yeah. and then you find the rhythm and yeah, you go. Yeah, and now, yeah. then I became like a professional ho dancing in my, in my, you know, young years. Now I, now I'm back to just bopping around. Yeah, me too. <laughs> I just exactly. Bop. Yeah. Uh-huh. But I used to really get down though. I guess like, uh, but no, no, no. Another but club. it was all due to Mariah. I remember the very first club I went to. Oh, get out of here. Now memories are coming back. I went to this club and I was like, no, no, no. And I'm underage. I'm like underage. But it was like, it was like an 18 year old club. But I think I was younger than that. I think I was like 17. Uh Uh-huh. And um, I had never been And But Honey came on mm. And I was like Oh I know I could dance to this The original or the club mix? The original Oh wow Yeah yeah that's I was like I know I could dance to this I could bop And I shimmy shimmy And I'm good to go And then that's where I started Like dancing in the clubs And then I became some gay whore uh-huh, uh-huh. Dancing on the boxes Thanks to the b- Thanks Mariah's to the butterfly Mariah. yeah. and, <laughs> Cause she thought that She was telling me She could I was like If Mariah can dance I can dance uh-huh. She let out her inner <laughs> in her, like slide. In her, yeah. And it, it worked. Yeah. It worked. Got everybody into it. Look at me now. Yes. But yes. yeah, now I'm back to knee bopping. Because you remember <laughs> back in the day, like that was real salacious of her to do that as well. It very much so like, was. Super. For her. For but her. for other people, Madonna, it wasn't. Yeah, Madonna was pioneering the movement. Madonna had already pioneered the movement in the eighties. In this, into the nineties, or in yeah. the early nineties. Mm-hmm. But in but in this era, in nineteen ninety seven, we have you know Madonna back like ray of light, and Ma- you know Ma- Mother Madonna exactly. So it's just little, had a baby, right? It's different. But then this was the time in music where people like Lil Kim uh-huh. were the scandalously clad and dressed females yes. out there. Those yeah. were the ones, you know, giving all the skin. The most. The most. The most skin, yes. You know? 
Because I remember a lot of interviews, people would be like, Mariah, what's this new image of yours? You know, like your neckline is so low. And she's like, this is like regular people wear Mm -hmm, this. Like, mm -hmm. uh, there are a lot of other people who wear a lot less and nobody ever says anything to them. Like, what do you mean I can't wear a maxi dress? Like, get out of here. Yeah. You know? So, like, that's all the defending she had to do. It's like, girl, please, can I please show my cleavage? Mm -hmm. Please. Mm -hmm. Like, every other woman out on, on the street can. Why can't I? Yeah. But people think it's so scandalous. Yeah. Because it's Mariah. Like, Mariah's not supposed to do that. I know. But why? Because she's been put in this box of this mold of this manufactured Mm Pop-Tart that has to be middle of the road. Mm -hmm, She's mm -hmm. not allowed to go out of that box until 1997. And we saw it and she did it big. Well, it's not that I suddenly changed. This is how I've always been. You know, as I said in the past, I think people were very concerned because I did start out very young in this business, you know, doing my first album basically as a teenage girl recording with all very big, powerful people. And, you know, it was easy to kind of keep me as very non-threatening the girl next door because it worked. And in the beginning, I didn't want it to be too... I didn't want my image to overshadow my voice. And I think that that was a wise decision because I didn't want to come out looking too trendy, too trying to be sexy or whatever. And, um, but this has always been like the way that I am. And, you know, I'm not, I don't think that my image now is overtly sexual. It's not like some people. I think it's just more normal, more close to who I really am as opposed to only keeping me in a field in a flannel shirt or on stage in a formal gown. You know, I, I can wear a lot of different things. I can do what I want. I can show my personality a lot more. Yeah, I mean, it's not that I wouldn't wear jean shorts or a shirt walking around the house, but it's more fun to be able to have, like, five different looks in a video, you know, and explore different sides of of my persona. You know, it's much more fun. I think it's fun for the fans. But that's not to take away from what happened in the past. And that's not to say that I I regret that. I might have wanted to go in this direction a little bit before this, but it's cool. You know, I'm having a good time now, so... Well, yeah, she never exuded sexuality, right. being sexual and sexy, right. which is powerful. It is very powerful. Yeah. And, and okay, so we're going to get into Honey, and we talked about the video a little bit, but we're going to get into Honey, the song. But I also want to bring up the whole image and, and showing and bearing all the skin. So let's go to August of 2007, right before the Honey video drops. Right. The MTV VMA Awards mm. come and Mariah walks the red carpet. And mm-hmm. this is the first time that she has spoken about anything or really even made a major public appearance. Yeah. She had made a couple little things, but not where she was like going down the press line. Right. She did like for the Fresh Air Fund and a few other events, but nothing major. Like the big major moment that we saw the new Mariah hmm. was when she went to that VMAs in 1997 and wore that Vera Wang black dress with just the two top and the slit up to her hip uh-huh. and people were losing their shit uh-huh, uh-huh. but they had no idea what else was to come because the honey video <laughs> was right around the corner yeah and everything else so that's where we saw the new mariah the first time we ever saw the new mariah and so she knew that this was the big moment that she was going to make her break out right and it was 
the most talked about dress. Mm-hmm. It was crazy. Mm-hmm. It was so crazy. I think and, I, but I loved it. I remember seeing that in the magazines. Yeah, it was huge. It was huge. It was, that was a big thing. Yeah. And that little did we know that she was really going to bring it with the video. Mm-hmm. And then subsequently, all the other ensembles she wore that whole era. Because she was going for that short dress tube top yes. moment. Yes. Like yes. for so many things. Well, two, two tube tops were in. Oh, she Dude. was she was on top of the trend, girl. She yes. probably started it because with the tube tops in the honey video, both of them, yeah, um, she was. That's what it was. Like girls wanted to dress like that was the thing. Yeah, like that was hot. And Mariah looked gorgeous in them. Yeah, I remember gorgeous. At school. Yeah, at school the girls were going crazy for tube tops. Yeah, that was the thing. Uh-huh. That was it. Mariah was on. This is these are the days where Mariah was really setting trends. Uh huh. And like her images, like that black dress with the slit, that's iconic. Mm-hmm. Everybody knows. Mm-hmm. Like that's, ooh, that's when Mariah went crazy, uh-huh. you know, or even the Butterfly album covers. Yeah. Iconic. Again, tube top. Uh-huh. She was tube topped all over the place. And I loved it. Yeah. I loved it. So can we segue a little into Honey, the actual song? Uh, well, I just want to address that real quick. Yes, please. I remember having this thought that, um, because she's older than us mm-hmm. in in real life, I've always seen her as like an older woman, obviously. Right. Um, so back then when I was discovering Butterfly and just like digging up all this old information and, and these old pictures of the Butterfly era and stuff, you kind of look at her as like, oh yeah, she's like an adult doing this. Like she probably is a little, back back then I thought this, when I was a teenager. Right. She's probably, yeah, she's kind of, it's kind of risque for an adult. But now, now that I'm older and I look back at that, she was a young Twenty something year old, exactly. Like she was like perfect time to do that. Like, right, she's not out of bounds doing it. You see it. how like per- perspectives yeah. change. Yeah, and it's it's really we it's really strange how that happens. Yes. But yeah, looking back now, you're like, girl, that bitch is trying to be young and have fun. Exactly. Let her show her coochie. Not out of line at all. Not at all. Yeah. Not at all. And it's and not only like in that aspect, but also in the aspect of looking back on what she was wearing today. Oh, these girls out here literally oh. wear nothing. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. They ain't even got panties on. Oh, it's like butts hanging out. Oh. Oh, Lord, it's shit. trash. In the street. In the streets. Yes. I'm in these streets. <laughs> yes. And so you go back and look at the honey. How and you're classy. like, oh, Mariah's fine. Oh, Mariah yes. is a lady. Classy. She is yes. a sophisticated lady in those outfits. <laughs> yes, <I> know. <laughs> you know, comparatively. It's so it's so weird how, how that happens over time. But. but I can also imagine how, like, the early Mariah, the turtleneck long pants Mariah, uh-huh. was probably, like, looked like a stuck-up. Stuffy and stuck up Yeah exactly Like you know You can't get Like she's not a real person She's so above everybody Right Because you know what I mean Yeah Like Like very upper east side Or something I know which to me Is a total nightmare Oh my god please Don't even get me over that Like even if I wanted A zillion dollars I would not move to the upper east side No god no I'm going to Tribeca Where it's Me too I'm going to Tribeca (laughs) (laughs) Yes exactly Yeah but that's That uh, Speaking of Things like that That is exactly why Mariah Because obviously She's divorced now So now she's back and she's been living in hotels and renting homes. Yeah. Now she's trying to buy a house and they, the co-op boards will not let her move in because she's this wild, crazy, sex crazed diva. Gone crazy. Gone crazy, uh-huh. you know, dating all the rappers yeah. and blah, blah, blah. They wouldn't sell her a home on the Upper East Side right. or on the Upper West Side. Well, for the, rec- for the people around the world wondering what a co-op is, here in New York, when you want to buy an apartment in a building, the building has like a little... Its own government, mm-hmm. in quotes to so to say. So, 
you can't just rock up with a real estate agent and buy it. You've got to put down a bid or whatever or an application. And you have to be, a, yeah. Then you've got to have a meeting with the, with the people who run the building, the co-op. Right. And they interview you and ask you where you work and what do you do and how many kids do you have and do you have a dog? And, right. Do, and, and, you know, it's an opportunity for full up racism and sexism and all of the mess. Oh, of course. Because they can just decide, I don't like the look of you. No, oh, absolutely. No, you can't they, move in here. Yeah. They don't care. No, they they give no Fs. Yeah, so that's what happened to Mariah. She was coming up against these people, these groups of people who were just saying, no, you can't buy this apartment, you can't live here. All because the, the media was portraying her to be this scandalous woman. Right. All of the sudden. And, like, people just were not, they were not trying to deal with that. Yeah. That's why Mariah ended up going down to Tribeca eventually. Um, Which was, like, dumpy at the time. Yeah, nobody lived there. Yeah. No, it was nothing. She was renting a house on the Upper West Side here, I think, or uh, East Side, I can't remember, hmm. um, in the interim. But then she finally like bought the place down in Tribeca, which she still has, mm-hmm. which is gorgeous. Which will be one day the Mariah Museum. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> one day in the future. It will. It will. Um, okay, so let's go into Honey, the song. Yes, it's a nice love song. It's about a beautiful love song. <laughs> about having a crush. Yes, that's know. all it's about. <laughs> keep... I mean, get out of here. I don't know what you are insinuating. Well, <laughs> I'm just saying, I don't know what she's talking about, Honey. And I'm like, girl, where are the bees at? <laughs> what's, what's going on? Well, first of all, let's um, also paint the boyfriend climate. Are we right. with Derek? So we're dumped Tommy. Mm-hmm. Are we dating D- Jeter? Derek yes. Jeter? Derek Jeter is an on and off thing going on. Now, they, now I believe, I can't, now my timeline is a little thrown off. Mariah and Derek met at a fundraiser slash function, I believe in late 95 or late 96. Hmm. I think late 96. Oh, so so looking so we're in her mind. She's already divorcing Tommy. Looking in is out, mm-hmm. and she. I, I I don't know the timeline. I always get it confused. But somewhere in 1996, mm-hmm. she met Derek Jeter. Mm. They started doing a thing because Mariah was already signed, sealed, delivered out of that marriage. Like mm-hmm. even though they were technically still married. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, but and like, don't even get on the hate train of like, oh, Mariah's cheating on her man, like adultery. How dare she? Because Tommy Matola was cheating on his wife when he met Mariah. So don't even come with that mess. Uh-huh. So Mariah was just do- giving him the same medicine that he was giving his first wife, <laughs> old dirty dog. Um, so she was seeing him. I, I'm going to say on and off through 96, 90, early 97. Moments. And maybe even till the end of 98. Okay. But I think by 98, well, maybe, no, maybe early 98, they sort of broke off officially. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. But I don't know, because they don't really speak about it. Right. But they were together they were at some point. They were a thing. Yeah. They were definitely a thing. Yeah. Um, when it ended, when it began, is all sort of spectacles. Speculation. Speculation. Right. So, but Derek Jeter, which I believe the Butterfly album is a lot about Derek Jeter. Well, I think it's safe to say most, I think, I think most fans agree. Say. Yeah. Like, I can't imagine her having, you know, like, there's a, a lot of pain in the Butterfly album. Mm-hmm. I don't see that pain exuding 
because of the, the breakup with Tommy. Right. I think like this was one of her first real adult relationships and yeah. she was probably head over heels in love with this man. Again, a young woman. A young woman. Uncontrollable yeah. Honey, feelings. Honey, to all of us, please. Yes, yes. You know what I mean? And he's like, no, we can't do this. It's too much pressure for me because yeah. he's a huge star at this point. A baseball star. A huge baseball star. Yeah. I mean, he still is. He's, right. He's in the legend hall of fame. Yeah, he's a legend. Oh, okay. Um, and like, she's at the top of her game. So like, it's just like not working. But different, different, um, fandoms. Absolutely. 100%. Like he could not handle her amount of celebrity and fame. Yeah. Like his fans are, are different type and breed. Right. Than Mariah's. So it was just really weird for him to adjust. So I think that's why they kept breaking up and making up Mm -hmm. throughout like their whole, you know, whatever, two years of of being together. Mm -hmm. Allegedly. Mm -hmm. This is all in my mind's Mm -hmm. timeline. Mm Mm-hmm. Because I'm like, girl, you f- like she's not singing these these uh, brokenhearted love songs over Tommy Matola. No, God damn, no. Uh-uh. Oh, she's no, ma'am. She probably and- had to contain herself to not sing like happy. <laughs> Freedom songs or something. I know, right? Yeah. Uh, well, oh, well. Speaking of that, remember when she was back in the day doing like the um, the um, the speaking of freedom songs when she finally got out of the um. Um, contract with Sony mm. and she got on her little her little uh, mobile phone and left a message and she's saying I'm free just those one uh-huh, words uh-huh, uh-huh. and that's all she needed to say uh-huh, she's uh-huh. like I'm singing f- yeah. I'm free uh-huh. yes, yes 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 so I'm sure she was in that moment of the relationship as well singing I am free oh yeah Anyways, back to Butterfly. But not Derek in your Jeter. face. Not in your face. Yeah. No, no, no. <laughs> no, because even when she was talking about like the, her and Tommy separating, she's like, I still love him. Yes. I, I care for him, blah, blah, blah. She was being very kind and polite. Very respectful. About, about very it. much so. Mm-hmm. Very much so. But don't forget, like once, uh, once she divorced him, he's still her boss. Oh, of course she can't. Yeah. But that's, that's why I think it was so genius for them to do the video the way they did, because she's able to like sort of, release some of that without mm-hmm. actually having to say it. Mm-hmm. But again, everybody was involved. Everybody knew what was going on. It was all done for publicity. Yeah. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. That's the name of the game. Yeah. Um, okay. So, so she's on and off with Derek. She's writing this album. Oh, well, hang on. Yes. Well, just look, let's like look at the honey video on just like from the outside real quick. Mm-hmm. It starts with her jumping out of the mansion with that Tommy lookalike. Yeah. Ends with her on the beach with the hot brown guy. Absolutely. Like, hello. Hello. I mean, the whole story. Come yeah. on. Uh-huh. Don't even, don't even. Anybody trying to tell me any different? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Please. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, so, so anyways, but blah, blah, blah. But again, you don't want to play it up and be like, yeah, this is my, like, you know, she doesn't want to be ta- all Taylor Swift about it. Right. You know what I mean? Yes. You, yes. you see what I'm saying? Bitter. Yeah. Like Mariah's trying to have some respect. Yes. But at the same time, you know, Art imitates life sometimes, and that's that's where you get the best things. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, okay, so we have the video, we have the Tommy thing, we have Derek Jeter. Now, honey, now I'm telling you, Mariah wrote this damn song when she got a taste of Derek Jeter's honey. <laughs> I'm telling you, I'm telling you, children, if you are listening, please turn this off right now. Fast forward like maybe two minutes and pick up. Again, because <laughs> this is not for the children. Even though I was 15 years old listening to this, I knew exactly what she was talking about. I didn't. I can't believe I, all of these people. Now, okay. So, I obviously, as an adult, I didn't. I had to read that BuzzFeed article. I was like, what? 
BuzzFeed released an article. Do you have what date that article was released? It Martin? was recently. It was a few months. It can, was like a, can, maybe a year ago. Just look it up on the BuzzFeed site. Um, they said, oh, Mariah's, in a BuzzFeed article, they said Mariah's song Honey is about... Go ahead. Like ejaculation. <laughs> I don't know how to say it. I'm not going to be vulgar. I will not be vulgar about it. But look, can we just look at the lyrics? Yeah. Let's just look at the lyrics and then <laughs> tell me what she is talking about. It's like honey when it washes over me. Girl, what is... Girl, come on. <laughs> what? First of all, <laughs> I, can't, I can't talk about this. It is a nice... Clean pop song about having a crush on a boy who's always strung out for another taste of your honey. That bitch is nasty. <laughs> <laughs> that bitch is nasty. Oh my God. One hit of your love addicted me. Oh girl, come on. Every night and day. I, I can't be elusive with you. Come on, she's she's like I can't I can't deny it. Mm. She was addicted to that honey. I mean, I'm sure his honey was very good. <laughs> I'm not arguing, <laughs> <laughs> but that's what this song is about. And I'm telling you, I knew what she was singing about, but I didn't really know. No, but I was like, oh, that's like nasty sex. Talk <laughs> is what she's talking about. <laughs> but I was so shocked and surprised that when that BuzzFeed article came out. And then everyone's mind was blown. Right. They're like, oh, my God, it is. I was like, what the hell y'all been listening to for 20 years? Uh-huh, uh-huh. Like, I can't, I can't believe it. Maybe I'm just a dirty bird, but <laughs> I, I knew. You- I knew she was being. And also because in the Tabitha Soren interview on MTV where they did this, mm-hmm. remember, like, they, they do the interview on the boat and then they go to um, the, the party, the album party. Right, in the club. In the club, and then at the very end, it's Mariah, Tabitha Soren, and Puff Daddy, who produced uh, this song, Honey, uh, talking about the song. And then Tabitha says, is Honey a euphemism for something? Mariah blushes, turns her head, and... Puff Daddy, who has a broken arm at the time, has his sunglasses on indoors at this dark party, takes his sunglasses down and gives the side eye like, mm, what do you think? Uh-huh. So I knew from that interview alone that obviously it meant something. Something was up. So there is an underlying message mm. of what honey really is. Mm-hmm. So that's why I knew it right off the bat. Mm. And I, you know, I, I was a smart youngin. I was, you know, I was picking up on things. Mm. I was picking up what she was putting down. And that's all, all I'm saying. Well, she likes to think about things. Like, you know, she likes to think about weed. Yes. And I'm that chick. Absolutely. And, you know, and here's the other thing. And I also love Loverboy because Loverboy's nasty as well. Mm-hmm. She's, t- she's basically a hooker because she's going to come every time she invites her over. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So, but I like that sort of like double entendre type of thing. Right. Like it, it just works. It's real cute because you wouldn't, you know, Mariah's not going to talk about nastiness. There yeah. has to be like a funness to it as well. But clearly those, she knew what she was writing about. Of course. And look at the, look at who she was hanging out with at the time. Oh, even just popular rappers, hip, urban hip hop music and stuff. It's all nasty music. Yeah. All Talking about sex and banging chicks and yeah. all that kind of stuff. That was that was like the on the regular of yeah. what people were talking about. Yeah. But of course, for Mariah, uh-huh. like nobody could talk really about what this song 
was about back then because how are you going to ask Mariah well is, is this about um <laughs> is this about you know what uh-huh. you can't ask her that exactly like she's a prim proper lady or so most people are assuming mm-hmm. but you know everybody has a little you know yeah kinky side I suppose like remember that song um step back by next I think it was oh absolutely about not. having a boner no step back you're dancing kind of close Oh, like it was, I was with like now. I, I was like, I don't know that song. Martin. I think it was next. Yes, well, I, next. I know exactly what you're talking about. But everything's about having a boner and kind of close. Yeah, uh huh. Yeah, that one. Got it. Yeah, yeah. It is. Yeah, that's the whole. Is. That was the climate of the pop world. Yeah. R&B oh, it world. fit right in. I mean, Mariah really was. She. This album to me, like, not only set trends, but like carried them for years and generations to come even we're sitting here 20 years later talking about an iconic music video mm-hmm. of honey mm-hmm. like her in that like one piece and diving into the water yeah. that that shoe she was wearing yes. i mean everything was literally iconic game changing and still holds true to this day mm-hmm. it's unbelievable very few people can do that very few people yeah I mean, you get honey in the club. People are jamming. People love this song. Still. Still to this day. Radio edit. Absolutely. Yeah. The regular album version. Uh-huh. Absolutely. Yeah. So good. So, so good. Um, now, let's talk a little bit about Honey and its performances, her live performances throughout the year. We spoke about the Top of the Pops where she was really digging and dancing and grooving. Oh, honey, you can have me when you want me. If you simply ask me to be there. Recently, she did the, she sort of recreated the Honey video with uh, the Vegas performances. She did. Um, she wasn't able to hold up the dancing as well, but I'm not mad about that. She wasn't as enthusiastic about the dancing, but... Uh, I mean, I wouldn't be either. Still doing something, but... She uh, is, but she came out with the jet ski, which uh, I thought was super cute. I loved that. And the one piece, like, bathing suit Yeah, yeah. Rubbery looking, sparkly... Yeah, I liked the Moment. first one when it was black. Yeah, me too. And then she changed it to like a pink version, which yep. looking back, I'm like, mm, the black version was much better. Now that I think about it, I wish, um, do you want to have been cute? What? Not a jet ski, but if they just had like a, like the black rope that she was standing on that she got wasted oh, out. Oh, yeah. Maybe that could like just dangle around and drag her around the stage. That would have been real cute. And she could just stand you know, on it. No, but Mariah couldn't. She, girl, she would fall off. They'd have to like tie her to it. But that would have been real cute, cute of right? an entrance. Yes. She'd come down just on that rope. Oh my gosh. That would have been great. 
Too late now. Too late now. Well, they can put but it in a was future show. Future for future news. Suggestion box. Absolutely. One. You could do that. That's easy. Easy peasy. Just come right on down and then they'll unhook you. Yep. And you'll get into your half ass tiny dance. Yes. Perfect. <laughs> Perfect. Put that in the suggestion box. Um, but my favorite honey dance was in the Around the World DVD, the Butterfly Tour. Okay. Because that's a good live performance and she's dancing for her life, but she's having the time of her life. Yeah, she is. She's having fun. She's having a lot of yeah. fun. I might have to say my favorite Honey performance, actually outside of Top of the Pops, because that one I really loved because she was one. really grooving, yeah. was the World Music Awards where she was in that tiny, tiny dress Yeah, and she was singing. Now, it's, it, it seemed like it was a small stage, so she couldn't go full force, but I really remember watching that and being like her dress is so short i can see her underwear and that to me was scandalous was this the black dress or the was it a white it was like um it was black but it will almost no this was it was black but it almost was like lacy yeah okay and it was really short the thing is that got turned into a meme race recently yes it did it did with like the chicken dance something like that yeah somebody these people on the internet (laughs) did something with it but yes it was that one i like that dance that's a good one um but i just and i remember like that the dress was so short that there were photographs of her dancing and you could see her underwear. And I was just like, Oh my God, this is, uh, I can't, I just, oh. my pearls <laughs> like that got me. But like, you know, the video and all of these other things, I was like, Oh, nothing. But nowadays it's like, girl, please yeah, I, show me your panties again. Uh-huh. Yes. Make another beautiful. We video. have seen them, right? Yeah. Beautiful. Hashtag beautiful. Oh yes. We've seen them. It's fine. I think it's We've great. seen everything now. Yeah. I'm down. Uh-huh. Sign me up. But you know, back then. Oh, back then. I was a little little one. Yeah, yeah, was, yeah. You know. Uh-huh. Yeah. The original idea for um, the loop that Honey is basically written on top of um, is a song called Body Rock um, by the Treacherous Three yeah. from like the early 80s. And Q-Tip of A Tribe Called Quest um, came up with the idea and he played it for me over the phone. And I knew I didn't have my first single yet. I was going back and forth with it. Puffy and I wanted to collaborate, do the first single, do a couple of things. But we were kind of going back and forth with stuff. So, um, and I, I had songs that I liked, but I knew it wasn't exactly what I wanted yet. So he played me this song, and I was like, that's it. I knew when I heard that little bass line part, I just thought it was right. So, um, you know, he, I wrote the song on top of it. And um, then we all kind of got together, Puffy, Stevie J, and I, and we did the, uh, we did the, put the Hey DJ little part on top of it, yeah. and put the, made that the bridge and the intro, and so it was like a major kind of group effort on that song. Honey is such a great track. It's real. It's so. This is what makes it so iconic. Like it's it's timeless, and it, the track itself, because of these samples that she used, that she weaved in there, mm. and you know, this is back in the day when everybody was using like samples mm-hmm. in their songs, mm-hmm. and like that was a thing to do. Well, I didn't even really yeah. know what these tracks were. These samples right. that she was using until the album came out, and then I would like read. But that's what hip hop is. Hip hop is about sampling music and turning it into something else. And she was dabbling in it with fantasy. 
with with, D- D- with Dream um, Lover. Dream Lover, yeah. So she that's it. this is also part of the butterfly. Like this is right. what she wants to be doing, right. sampling music. And oh, like of course, putting it was her only a matter of time. Yeah, until exactly. She was able to really bring that full force. But I think um, I think this did it really well, mm-hmm. really, really well. But yeah, but it's also like part of her trying to tell us who she is. Like these jams that she used, um, what she use? Rocky Body. What's it called? A Body Rock, I think. Body Rock. Um, and yeah, the Body Rock and Hey Mr. DJ. Oh my God, amazing like fun club jams. And not only did she use one sample, she used two. Yes. And Puff Daddy and her produced this produced this so well. Yeah. That it's like. It's a whole nother level of, of those songs. Right. But I they think, add so much to it. Yeah. But in like f- future years, even from this, you will, will come to learn that this is what she always was, was listening to on the radio. Oh, yeah. This right. is who she really is. Yeah. This is what she was listening to getting ready to go out with the girls. Yes. You know, in the 80s. Yeah. So this is part of the emergence of the new Mariah. Mm-hmm. I think now we can bring this chapter one. Yeah. To a close of Honey, I think we've hit all the points for that. It was well, yeah. a great, great uh, splashback onto the music scene. Right, but this is like the butterfly out. Yes. Where there's absolutely no going back now. No, oh no, you can't go back from no, this. But too far deep. No, she has done it, she has made it, and it's, like I was just saying, it's, it continues its iconic status. Yeah. Um, the song did well. Again, like I said, it debuted at number one. It was all over radio. All the remixes we'll talk about a little later and stuff like that, but just as a, a setting the, the tone mm-hmm. of this era, mm-hmm. this was like one of the best. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because the, the, these are the first images you see. This sets the the whole rest of the era for you. Yeah, and they did it so perfectly, so perfectly. Uh huh. Absolutely. Yeah.